do me a favour, if you are listening, please hit the subscribe button, like, share, rate, review the podcast. It really means more than you realise. I believe every business owner has a story to tell. Through seeking true, authentic insights about the entrepreneurial journey, I provide a platform for our peers to share their stories and inspire those that listen. This is the County Business Talks podcast. <laughs> hey, what's going on, mate? Hey, hello, mate. Sorry, we're running a, running a bit behind, buddy. You're running a bit behind. Oh, mate, there's no worries with that. No worries with that at all. Are we doing? We good? Mate, we're all good. We're all good. We're we're doing all right. I'm in the, I feel like I'm in a bit of the final stretch now, so I'm um, yeah, I'm buzzing, mate. You've only got, you've only got still... a few left, isn't it? A few left. A few left to go. The um the, the voice is uh the voice is starting to go a little bit. I got me I got some honey and lemon, and I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 mate listen thanks so much for jumping on i know it's early doors so mate we really grateful and buzzing to have you so uh, mate let's jump straight in let's jump straight in we're gonna talk to me talk to the listeners tell tell us a little bit about your story your career yeah look i think um i've uh well, over the last 25 years i've been very much dominated in the hospitality space so um started back in 2000 no, 1998 got myself um got myself a, a graduate scheme I, I, I passed my my university course by the skin of my teeth um <laughs> and then i got a, a graduate scheme of bass bass back in the day when i was 18 21 started there so um worked my way through Came a GM when I was like 21, 22. Worked in the corporate world in Mitchells and Butlers for about eight years, or six years, seven years. And then moved my way on to where I, I cut my teeth was Tiger Tiger. There's not one in Brighton, but um, I worked in one in Cardiff, London, worked my way around. I mean, they were the best. They were the best around as well. Novus at that point were the, were the best company around. Very, very lucky to, to work with such a great company. And so many of them, people that work there now are sort of MDs, CEOs, uh, of big businesses in the hospitality space. So it sort of shows the sort of caliber that came through. So I was lucky enough to work with them. Um, and then 2011, 12, was it? Um, uh, came back to Cardiff, sort of got, and then just, yeah, went and bought my own bars, went and got, went on my own. So uh, got three bars. Uh, really proud of the bars we, we launched, sort of award-winning uh, bars in Cardiff. Um, sold two of them, lost one. Uh, the one kicked my ass, to be honest. Um, as, uh, uh, as we've spoken about previously. And, uh, yeah, and then, and then since then, I've sort of been finding myself something, to be honest. So, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still in the hospitality space. But I think for me, as we'll go through the podcast... You know, for me, I know where my where my sort of superpower lies. You know, my superpower power has been given to me through the hospitality trade. But it's about influencing people, and, um, and I just want to influence as many people and train and develop as many people as I can now. So, you know, that's where I, that's the whirlwind journey of where I sit right this moment, mate. I love that, love that, and 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 I, I'm keen to to talk about obviously. About some challenges and stuff that, that, that you face but to, 
talks. I know we've spoke briefly before about it offline as well. But talk, like that, the the, the one that, that kicked your ass. You said about the, that bar. Talk to me a little bit about that process and mindset around that time of of having to close that. And yeah, it was it was it was tough. You know, I think like anything, you know, you're going to go through at the time. I, I've got to be honest. I've had I've had plenty of time now to reflect why. You know what happened and where you know how did i get to a point of it closing down but um the reality was it wasn't my offer you know i opened it up with a lot of people around me um it wasn't the offer i really felt passionately about and i went along with the journey and um but to make that decision to close was a tough one um, in reality now obviously there's a lot a lot of harder things to you know, life, life is about living, not worrying about what you don't do. It's worrying about what you're going to do. And, but the reality was that at the time it was the hardest decision I had to make. And, and it, and it, you know, it took us under, you know, it, uh, it really did. Um, we, you know, I'm in the house now, we kept the house, but we lost near enough everything else. And I'm still paying for that, that decision now, but, you know, to have to make the decision, uh, it was, it was the only decision I could make. It wasn't necessarily. Um, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts previously and, and one of the guy, I know one of your gentlemen that uh, was on previous was talking about, I made the decision. Yeah, well, I, I made the decision with my wife, you know, to close it. But what I made sure I did is looked after everyone because that's the sort of guy I am. Um, yeah. I really made sure, you know, I had to look after the team. You know, I had a great team and they're still together now. You know, the businesses I sold. Uh, the two of the bars that I sold, the teams are still together. And, you know, that's testament to one, the venue, but also looking after people right. And, you know, but it was tough, mate. You know, it was all getting around that. I, I'm in a much better, healthier place now than I've ever been. Um, but like you say, you know, and like I've heard you say previously, everything sort of makes a scar, makes you learn. And and I've always looked at it like there's always a learning curve as anything else. And, but like at the time... I remember going in, making the decision, then the next day just going in and starting to pile the stuff out. And all my family came to help me. And I still remember stood in the venue that we closed down. And uh, all my family just stood there going, you know, what are we doing? What do you want us to do, John? And I was like, look, just grab everything you can. We're chucking in that van there. <laughs> and, and, you know, and my dad was like, you know, my dad came over and gave me a big hug, but he was like, are you sure you're okay, big man? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good, I'm good. At the time, I just I was in the zone. I just knew what I needed to do. But you know, as soon as I closed the doors and gave the keys back to the landlord, the reality hit that actually this you know this is real now. And uh, but it was uh, it was it was a decision I I stand by. And you know, it was a, it was a tough one, mate. It was a real tough one. It kicked you know. And when you got, I think we've spoken you know we've spoken about it before. When you come home and you say to your wife, you know, you're going to lose everything. You know that is not where you want to be, and that was that was definitely the hardest the hardest conversation I've ever had with with my wife. And you know she's been massively supportive, and she's my rock, and she's been everything everything. You know <laughs> I wouldn't be on this journey if it wasn't for my wife. You know. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But as much as like, because I'm as you've had time to reflect a little bit, and and you look back, and again we've shared that similar type of journey and that that conversation you have, but I. I because it was the only right decision, you know that that was the right decision at the time. Is as much as there's some pain points there, what, can you go back to that point and go? There was that sense of relief. Like you close that door, there's that sense yeah. of relief as well. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It was um, look. I think you know 
it's interesting because there's lots of business you know i take my hat off to you know we got a mutual friend you know rob star what you know he's a total legend in his own right um he's been yeah. on my podcast as well and and you know but, but for the example i'm trying to make is that the length of time he's been in business and the length of time like his company's been going i mean he's over 30 years or 20 odd years now and i take my hat off to anyone that's got that business that you know you've been in it for that length of period of time because you know the ups and the downs the decisions the numbers get bigger but the decisions are the same decisions you've got to make they just become yeah. you know become hard become you know used to them but you know that 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 you know it was you know there was a lot of pain and a lot of reflection really i had to but the thing is but as you well know you, you just got to get on right I, yeah. I, I you know i ended up selling my stuff that was in the you know i ended up having to think of the first time actually i had to think about my kids and family because i, I just didn't think about them going into business i didn't think about them enough um you know coming out of it it was you know it was a painful decision to make absolutely 100 percent the right decision you know if i hadn't have made that I just wasn't in it, you know, my head wasn't there. Um, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't making, you know, ultimately I wasn't making any money. Um, yeah. And it was only going to get worse, you know? So, no, but that decision I made was a, yeah, it was a soul crunching one, really. It was a, you know, it's a defeated one. You feel like a failure, you feel like as though you failed, but the reality is, as we all know, um, and in reflection, you fail every day. It's, how you, it's what you, how you look at failure in. I've got a really quite positive attitude now with, with failure. I always have done. I mean, but, you yeah. know, my mates can probably vouch for her. When I played rugby for the team I played for, maybe we lost a lot more than we won. Um, <laughs> you know, but so I'm used to losing, but, you know, not really in the field of hospitality. I've always gone into venues and won. So it was a really strange acceptance that actually John's not, John's not sort of, um, yeah, John's just not in a position, you know, he's got, he, he loses it. And something and I, I sort of felt like as though I, you know, I had to lick my wounds and I, I'd lost or whatever. But as I say, it's, it's changed my total view on failure since, and it's a learning curve, and I massively learned from that experience. Love that. I love that. And and talk, talk to me. And then, obviously, being in hospitality, we, we we couldn't not talk about March 2020, the global pandemic, and like just being involved in in the industry around that time like to, talk to me a little bit about again mindset around that as money nightclubs and, and where you are and, and that sort of position and, and yeah what what, what could you hear the global pandemic at that at that point and yeah i think i think i was i was in a quite a lucky was i say lucky position but i, I was i was in quite a favorable position when i went actually lockdown hit me to be honest because i i as soon as I, i'd lost my businesses i just jumped straight back on the wagon and Hence why we met, really, because we came to Brighton. You know, it was a family we needed a bit of a break, so we came down to Brighton for for two years and, and had a great two years down there. Um, yeah. In essence, I was working with someone then, so I actually got furloughed, and I was you know, I was the luckiest person around. But I think what I did have is total empathy over the decision making that need to be made from people above and 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 the industry. You know, but ultimately, I still had a hundred staff that I needed to. I need to look after, you know, however much they were. You're still general manager. What was you used to, you still general manager? Yeah, I was GM of Prism on the seafront, mate. So, um, again, so, it, was, uh, it was great. Yeah, but it, it, but that's what I mean. Like you're, you're still, the, the, you know, obviously there's people above you and you're working for someone, but there's still, the, I guess, like you said, staff and there's a leader. And just being, I guess, just being around that, 
that industry at that time, like, like, look, any industry, the global pandemic hit, and you, we're we're all in a we're all in the unknown, aren't we? But hospitality in general, like, it's just a tough tough place to be in, though. Yeah, I think the the, the biggest the biggest thing with it, mate, was look the industry itself. Look, I can any it's an amazing industry, right? There's no two ways about it. It's an amazing industry, but it's full of young kids, right? And the young kids are the ones that make it happen the reason why we've got that real big shortage at the moment in the industry for staff is because that period of time had a massive impact as well with brexit uh, there's we've gone through a perfect storm in the industry but that that time alone the mental health of our of our staff and um the ones that look after the people are the ones that are winning it now um the ones that really took their time to to invest in their people and you know i know a well-known um, hotel on the seafront that I won't mention names or the hotel, but um, it's a big hotel. Um, and they paid their staff in full all the way through. Didn't go on furlough, paid them full. But if I'm a member of staff that want to work for somebody, who am I going to go back and work for? Someone that looked after me in that year and a half and, and really nurtured me or someone who didn't. And then you've got the flip side of that, like Weatherspoons, that, that didn't want to pay anything out. So, you know, you, you, you can come out of it. But that, that was the biggest the biggest thing for me through that lockdown period and COVID generally was just the people. Um, and that, that's that's part and parcel of where I'm going now is is that I, I've, I've understood that and I understood at that time that, you know, people come first and, you know, they're, they're young kids and they need nurturing and they need looking after. But the, the industry's had an absolute kick in and it, it hasn't stopped either, has it? It's just continued. Been a, it's been a barrage of like you know it's all he said it's all this this the cost of living but you know hospitality generally like a mate of mine had a, had a bill like last week uh, for his quarter his quarterly bill was three times as much as his yearly bill last year you know how did he survive all of a sudden the energy crisis comes in and, it, and instead of it being the fifth biggest bill it ends up being the second biggest bill overnight you know so you know, it's there's some challenging times coming up, but again, the ones that look after the people are the ones will get through this. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And uh, and talk to, so because you, you, you obviously then so, so looking back at that period during lockdown, you you, you said you, you was put on furlough. Did that that give you that bit of time to to reflect then of where you were? Like, what what do, what do I actually what does John Saunders actually want now? And where do I want to go? Is, would, would that be why? Yeah, 100%, 100%. I think it's, it's a great question. It's a great, I, I, I use that furlough time to, to my advantage. You know, I worked all the way through it. Um, I was in NHS, I worked with the NHS. So I was a responder. So I just got myself into it, but it gave me an opportunity to really reflect on where I sat with, with my own life really, you know, and, um, you know, we made a ballsy decision. Like me and my wife, we've just, you know, we've moved everywhere, Sam, you know, and she's always supported me all the way through it. Every decision I've made, we, we've made together, but ultimately she supported me. But I'll, yeah, in reflection, that time period, I knew I didn't want to work for someone who I didn't want to work for. And I know that sounds, you know, I, I, I don't think, I like to think I'm a bit of a maverick, but I know now I, I'm not, I'm not meant to me sat in a, you know, I'm, I'm not meant to work for somebody else necessarily. I'm there to influence, you know, uh, people. And, and, it, and that's, you know, I decided then, to, you know, whatever happens going forward, I'm going to make my own, I work for myself. I do my own thing. I open my own businesses and, 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 and work it from there. So yeah, it was quite a big moment, the, the COVID. Could we move back to Cardiff, um, got our old house back, 
Um, and yeah, from my point of view, I'm, I, look, the good thing is, man, I think if we have a, this conversation in three years' time, you know, I'm going to be on. A, I know I'm going to be in a different, absolute different place, and the business is going to going to rock it up. But because I'm on a bit of a finding finding miss in the last three years, and I've enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed it. I've actually done lots of things the last three, four years, but purposely to find out what I don't want to do. Um, and I found out lots of things I don't want to do, mate. And I know I don't want to work till five in the morning. And you know, and I know there's, lots, you know, and that's how you find it, isn't it? You find it by actually doing them and. and and learning that actually I don't want to do that as opposed to I want to do it. Because yeah. I get I guess like I obviously want to talk about that, like we like the whole work life balance thing that I talk about on every every episode pretty much, but especially being involved in hospitality for as long as you did, like with the kids and, and, and your wife and, and that's gotta be it's gotta be a tough industry to be in to to keep that work life balance, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is, but you know what? I um I always and if, if there's anyone that listens to this that's from the hospitality or any industry, you know, you've got to make the industry work around your life. And yeah. actually I really love I used to love having Friday Monday, Tuesdays or Wednesdays off because I could go into town, I wouldn't have to queue at any queuing station, I'd just be able to go do whatever I want to do. I'd be able to go yeah. on Tuesday night, I could get a book in whatever I wanted to. And actually, what better than what better way on a Friday, Saturday night to get paid to just sit, you know, with respect? And I'm saying this as a married man, but you know, there's lovely ladies everywhere. There's, there's guys having fun. There's, there's mates coming out having beers. How can you possibly think it's like you know you're getting paid to have fun? So, and all I really did was use it as a networking tool. You know, whenever I came to Brighton, Cardiff, you know, so work-life balance for me, I never, I, I, I didn't get it right to begin with, right? When I when I first had kids. I can't, you know, it's hard to explain. I was thinking about it actually when I, I read the questions when he sent through and, you know, that I didn't respect my kids or my family when I was, when I was a drinker, I suppose, I suppose as a drinker, but I was a drinker working late, um, quite like having a beer after work. I was a party animal. So I'd be the first on the dance floor. Um, and I, you know, to be honest, I wasn't that nice a person in reflection, like nine, 10 years ago, I was net, I wasn't that person I wanted to be. But as I was going through it, my work-life balance, I felt I had control of it. Um, but in reflection, you know, I didn't. Um, yeah. I was a bit of a party animal. And, and, and But the industry can do that to you. But the, but the bigger picture is, the, the you know, the, you can make the industry work for you because I used to enjoy those days off. When I, but, the reality, you know, it can get to you and the, and the booze and the... You know, I never drank on shift, right? I never drank on shift. I never drank when it, when I was on shift. I was on shift. I never drank on shift. But you know, there is a very loose environment with alcohol in our industry because it is so so easy to get a hands on. But also, it's, it, there's an attitude with that. So, you know, to say at the beginning I had control of it, my wife would probably absolutely disagree. And um, and like I said, I haven't drunk for nine years. So, and those nine years. Have been brilliant for my wife and me. Um, yeah. Maybe prior what, to that, maybe I didn't have control of it, you know. What, 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 what made your decision to stop drinking completely? What was it? What, just being uh, in the industry too hard? No, or, no, no. no. But quite honestly, with you, mate, I've been in hospital too many times, right? So um, that's the honest truth. I just, I was in. I was in and out, not in and out of hospital. I wasn't, an, I, I didn't, you know, my wife would probably argue with it, but I wasn't an alcoholic. I didn't think, but as they say, you know, people say, I, I wasn't one of those ones I felt like I came home and drank all the time, but 
long story short, um, when I had my bar to Temple Lane, we'd open Temple Lane. Um, and we'd had a party after a cricket game. So I was like, you know, having the main club in the city. I was the main guy around town, right? So, um, and I used to love that. And I love that well. I've, you know, I still walk around town and people say, John Boy, how are you doing? And, you know, I, I've got a good network from him, mate. And that's what it's about, isn't it? Your network as the days your net worth. But anyway, went from a cricket game, came back to Temple Lane. And bearing in mind this nightclub that I had uh, was open until six in the morning. So it was a late, late, uh, it was a late operative, right? Um, and, uh, and yeah, one of my mates was, one of the guys was spiking my drinks and, um, long story short, like I said, I walked out, um, I woke up in hospital the next day. Um, my sister was in front of me and a drip, I had some, you know, a drip in my arm. Um, and my sister just sort of looked at me and went, you know, John, what are you doing, bud? Um, the guy that found you. You were being sick. You had to put you in recovery position because you were choking on your sick. You know, and if it had been five, ten minutes more, you, you, there's a potential you could have died, right? So I think you know. And she said, "You've got three kids. You've got a beautiful wife. You've got you've got a life ahead of you. What what the hell are you doing?" So I just vowed then not to drink again, um, and that was that. So I, you know, I stopped drinking from that day, mate. And you and you haven't touched a drop since. Yeah. I, I, Look, I think the, uh, it's interesting, I thought about this yesterday as well. Um, yeah. I haven't touched a drop as in like that. I, look, the thing is, in the cocktail world I'm in, I've been in and I'm in, it's, it's hard to do cocktails without sort of at least trying if they, they taste right, okay? So yeah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, uh, I'd be have I, has it touched my lips? Yes. Um, alcohol has touched my lips. Have I got the discipline now to go back on the wagon? Yes. I, I don't want to touch a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to touch a drink in that sense, but tasting cocktails. So I suppose what I don't want is your listeners to think, "What a he's a double standards guy." You know, he's, he's got cocktails <laughs> everywhere. He must, he must be able to test them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I do taste the cocktails as they go out. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a difference in there. There's a difference between that and yeah. doing that for a job and and, and tasting cocktails to. Yeah, you know, going out and having a drink and, and and getting on it. But mate, fair um, place, yeah. Yeah, that's mate. Fair play, fair play. And I'm, I'm, I'm keen to look at like we talked obviously the the stage you had a minute with obviously the, the coaching, um, and you know especially within that with crack on coaching. So talk talk to me a little bit about that. About the, so I guess the, like the methods and and stuff that you help managers in hospitality and what that looks like. Give, give me some key elements that you you go in and t teach those people about. Yeah, I think the, the coaching and training piece is uh, so crack on coaching from a business point of view is, is, is sort of really in infancy. Um, I'm doing a lot of associate work at the moment. So I'm doing a lot of, I'm just building my skills up, mate. So, but there's some key things within coaching. Look, you know, any coaching is about looking in the mirror, right? Yeah. And it's about looking at yourself in the mirror and, and how often as people and individuals do we look in the mirror and say, am I happy? Am I, am I happy with who I am? And what, what, coach, what I'm doing with my coaching and what I'm doing with my training is, is asking people that exact question. Because if the answer is no, then you've got, you've got to do something about it. And, and ultimately, you know, we, the best people in the world have the best coaches, right? So, you know, you look at the New Zealand team, you look at any team that's done anything in their world, they, they, it's all about the coaches in the background that, <coughs> to push you up. We all, we all remember 
a really good teacher or a good coach and you know that influenced our lives you know and so all, I, all i'm doing at the moment i see it feels like i'm giving back to the industry a bit because i know the pains they're all going through i know the pains the hospitality trade go through and you know they're not they're not infallible you know they're all going through pains they're all you know owners have got mortgages to pay and you know they've got families to feed and they've got teams to feed right so you know what i'm there to do is to coach those those people through those owners and and leaders through to get them into a better place um and having some really good successes actually mate so i'm, I'm really enjoying that the coaching bit but the bit i'm getting a lot from is the training you know training development just being in front of people my superpower is is standing up in free but it's like you mate it's like you know i'm not backwards coming forwards right but my you know i've got the ability to talk to people and and connect with people you know you're a people person like similar we connected straight away and you click with someone and 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 like yeah. say you much a peak you come down to Brighton and you and, and you build a network quite quickly because you're just a, such a likable guy and then like, i remember you talking at the time about obviously going back to cardiff i can and you said like i've got a massive net and i can i can only imagine the network you've got in cardiff and i can imagine you walking through cardiff and be hello john you know what i mean everyone knowing everyone knowing you from that but because you are just that like you, you meet you what Get, people get to meet you once they don't forget you you got you might have an impact on people just because again you're just uh and that enthusiasm that like when you said you agreed to do the five o'clock one for me i'm buzzing about that because i know that the energy you bring and just your enthusiasm with it it, it, it breeds positivity breeds as much as negativity doesn't it? I'm, I'm a strong believer in that yeah, yeah and you 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 your enthusiasm for for life in general. I listen to your posts, and you know we we'll talk about it in a minute about sort of the Iron Man and stuff like that, and challenges you sort of set yourself and go out and do. And that that in itself is is inspirational, you know. And I think um, and yeah, and, and, yeah. Like I, say, I think the you know uh, we can go into sort of. I think you've got to you've always got to be half full, right? I think people. I haven't got a I haven't got a sorry story about my upbringing. I haven't got a sorry story about where I've, what I've done and where I've been and. I've been very, very lucky with the parenting and, and the upbringing I've had, mate. You know, I can't, you know, funny enough, I was talking to, again, my wife the other day back about how we bring our kids up um, and actually how, how, how would we do it any different? Because, you know, she's very lucky. She, you know, unfortunately, her mum passed away a couple of years ago, but a family upbringing was amazing and, and we've had great upbringings and, and that side of it's always been about being half full. My dad always said to me, you know, do what you want to do, mate, but, you know, you've just got to put everything into it. Um, you know, and that's how I've always run life. And, you know, positivity, as you said, breeds positivity. I think the bit that for me is that I always look at things in a way of solutions as opposed to look at the problem because what's mm. the point in, in coming, what's the point in coming to life with a, with a problem when actually it's the solution you need to move forward. So, you know, that Iron Man piece you just alluded to, you know, I only wanted to really do it to be the mate of mine. Um, the first one I ever did. Um, that's the competitive side of me. Was I, you know, I had a mate of mine. I thought I'd be, I'd be pretty good at that, you know. So I had a go at it, and uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And then, obviously, I did the second one recently in Wales. Yeah. Um, just a different why, really. You know, I, 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 I know next year if I do it again, which I probably will, I've got to do it for a charity or at least do it with other people around me to bring them through because. My why in in bag my time. I'm already de I'm, I've already done a decent time, so I want to do it for other people now, you know, which is interesting. So that that's my reality. But I'm 
I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I'm an ambassador to a great charity in Wales called Tihavan, um, which is for. Um, I think the Rock and Horse charity you're doing this for, mate, is amazing. It's a great charity, um, and I, I, I take my hat off to everything you do. But yeah, the Ironman was a, was a challenge in itself, mate. You know, it's a challenge in itself. Because at the like, even even the training for something like I've done a triathlon. Uh, <laughs> I joined Rob on the one in Heber Castle, and um, yeah. where we see each other at the start, and it's my first one I've ever done. And uh, I've done okay. Yeah, I've got mate. Thank you. I, <laughs> I texted him when I'd finished. And I went, oh mate, um, where, where are you still here? He went, uh, yeah, sorry, mate. I did wait for a bit, but I weren't sure whether you whether you'd already come <laughs> in or. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> yeah. Four hours, four hours behind him, and uh, he's. He goes, yeah, but, he's only done one Friday and then jumped on again on Sunday. So, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah, awesome. no, the challenge you're doing is amazing. But, you know, just coming back to that and again, looking at, you know, talking to your listeners a bit. The thing is with, like, you'll get people on your podcast and I've interviewed people that have done massive, you know, massively more than an Ironman, right? But my Ironman is only as good, only someone else's 5K, right? And that's how I look at it. It's, you know, and I don't mean to sound that in a flippant way. It may well be over a longer bit of distance, but, I, you know, how I've trained for that and how I've had to get up for that is the same as someone getting from a couch to 5k because, you know, yeah. that's a big enough achievement. I love, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how, how, how good it is to see big people that are obese running around the lake or running, running anywhere because they're trying to get somewhere. Now for me, that's such a, that's such a bigger achievement. If they were going, going to do like a 5k or a 2k or a 1k, whatever it is, and they put in their, their sights to it. And like you said, my, my Ironman becomes their 5K. And, um, you know, that's that, that's how I look at it. I, do, I, I, lo I love that analogy. But I, I do think that, and I totally agree with you, but I'm, I'm keen to, because I'd love to do an Ironman. It will be something eventually, some somewhere along the line. Not perhaps quite yet, but yeah. what, um, not just the training for, for something like that there. And the the endurance and the mindset because it's so much of it. And I've run marathons, so similar, just obviously on a bigger scale. But it's so much up there, and it? it's so much in your mind to to complete a, a test, an endurance test like that. No, it is, mate. It is. But again, you know, the, a learning because I've now done a couple. You've got to get you've got to get clear on why you're doing it, right? Yeah. You've got to get very clear on why you're doing it. If it's because by the time you get to the lap three on the last you know you've done you've done three quarters of a marathon you've done 112 miles and you've swam two and a half miles right so on that third lap when things are really really tough you then start reflecting on what am i doing this for right and if that why isn't strong enough if it isn't strong enough you ain't gonna you're not gonna put what you want in it and and that, that that's all i'd ever say it doesn't matter about the training if you want it bad enough, mate, you know the sketch, you'll get it done. It doesn't matter what the boundaries are. If the wall's there, you'll either go over it or you go through it. You know, but what you have got to get clear on before you do anything like that, any challenge like that, is you've got to get your why. And, and when I was on my third lap this time around, on my second one, it felt so much different than the first time. The first one, I couldn't stop running. I had to keep going because I wanted to kick my mate's bum. The second one... I was doing it, doing it again, when I? So it was like, I, I can take this quite easy because I've already bagged the time. I'm not going to do my PP if that was ever my why. But I started questioning why I was doing it. And, you know, it then became down, do I want to finish this for the charity? I was never not going to finish it. You know, yeah. I'm, a stubborn, I'm stubborn like that. But, you know, to get yourself into that position, all I'd ever say is if you're going to do one, just understand why, you, why you're doing it. 
Because if it's yeah. strong enough, you'll finish it. It doesn't matter then. You're, you're going to do it, right? The training just comes, you'll just get the training done. It doesn't matter. But you've got to clear yeah. that why in your head. Yeah. Love that, and you like I refer back to Rob, but he saying a similar thing. Now, I remember asking him a similar question about the art man, and he said exactly the same. He said, You just got to, like, like you would if you come up with a new business idea and you're going to go and implement that, you just make sure you work it into your day, didn't you? You know, you go up yeah. an hour early or you go up in an hour later, whatever that looks like, but somehow you fit that into your day. And I guess mm. it's entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, mate. Like, someone says, like How do you fit the training in? You just do. Yeah. You just do like, yeah i mate i love the journey like yeah. people talk about the journey and like loving it i love the journey i much prefer the training the day in wales right is amazing like i'm a passionate welshman right mate. you know I, I'm, I'm such a passionate welshman and that wales crowd is unbelievable it's even giving me tingles now just talking about it right the crowd on the day is unbelievable right yeah. i can't explain it it's like tour de france some parts of the cycle it's like unbelievable but the bit that you've got to get, like you say, before you even enter it, you've just got to understand that what am I doing this for? Like, yeah. I, but the journey for me is the one, the training, and, and I, I just I just love the training. And I don't stop. I don't want to stop. And, you know, you then think, like, how do I stretch myself to something bigger and better? And, like, I've done the Ironman a couple of times now. I'm, I'm going to get a tattoo now, and I've done it. So I'm all cool. Love that. But, that, like, for me, taking... Listen, listening to you talk about that and describe it, but all those skills there that you've taken from the Iron Man is, is skills in life, isn't it? Like what? Why are we running a business? What's your, what's your why for running your business? All those type of things, and it, it and yeah. all, all, all those elements that that skill set, that mindset from doing an endurance test, whether it be an Ironman, a marathon, like you said, for some people, a 5K, whatever it looks like, doing some form of endurance test where you're pushing yourself and getting that mindset right. If you know what your why is, it's coming back to, to, to business. That's how you relate it to business, isn't it? 100%, mate. And then going back full circle on why I, you know, why did I stop? So I knew my why wasn't strong enough. I knew when yeah. I walked in there into my bar that it wasn't where I, I wanted to sit. Um, yeah. And, and, but you know, and if I'd have known what I'd know now, I'd have sold them. You know, I, I was in the mindset of closing it down, but actually, the reality is, I should have sold them, and, and that's the learning, really. From, from so, yeah, absolutely, the Iron Man—it's got so many transfer skill, you know, elements to to business life. It's uh, it's untrue, but you know, again, like I say, you know, anyone that's in that hard times, I mean, the other bit of advice is is reach out because the options aren't just to close. You know, when, I, you know, I got that, I, you know, talking just, I know a bit off piece, but, you know, when my accountant said to me, look, mate, this is looking tough. You may need to close. As soon as he said that, that's all I kept thinking about. And, uh, but there yeah. are other options. So don't listen to your accountant, you know, straight up, go and get some advice. If you're in that position of, of it going down, you know, and your business is in a real struggle state, reach out to other people, your network, your network you've got, Sam is amazing. There's so many people in that network that they can help people. So. You know, just talk yeah. about it. You've got issues and you and, and you find it tough, which business is tough, as we know. You know, reach out yeah. and, and get some advice. Yeah. Well, it's great, it's great advice. And we do, I, I think, like I say, you, you've done your own podcast as well. And you, I, I don't know how you felt about it when, when you've done yours, but certainly for me, like, it's, this becomes, this becomes a bit like therapy for me. It's quite cathartic yeah. and I, because I, I speak to people, I talk about the things that I do struggle with, like work-life balance or or parts of the business journey or what, and, and, and uh, again, 
alluding back to what you you're saying about your why etc and all, the, all all those transferable skills but the journey that everyone has to talk to like i had two people on tonight um you know one of them's um sold a sold a company last year for 450 million um dollars you know what i mean brand watch like phenomenal companies grown from scratch over 15 years sold out before but he's he talks about not that he sold for 450 million and you know he's got all this money that he can do what he wants with but that he's talks about the journey and that process and and enjoying that and but it's hard sometimes to you talk you tell me but from my point of view sometimes it's hard to keep, keep checking in with yourself because i know that that's right i know that you got to enjoy the journey but when you're going through them tough points and you're looking in your bank and there's you've not got that pound note in there you, you've got to go out and you roll your sleeves up and you get back stuck in and you go and nick another pound note but to keep picking yourself up out of that it's, it's tough isn't it yeah it is tough and i think you know again those last four or five years i've had since i lost the business in reflection, if I'd have had the right, if I had the right team around me at that point, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't be sat there now talking. I'd probably have about 15, 20 bars. So, the reality is, however much that was wrong for me then, if you've got like you know, I know I'm plugging coaching, but or you know, I never really, I don't, I never believed in coaching. I, I just didn't. Yeah. But it's not necessarily just a coach or a mentor. Or there's other people out there that have been there, done it, and bought the t-shirt. So why not learn and, yeah. and grow with them? Let, they've made the mistake, so you haven't got to. And I think that that bit of advice with reaching out, uh, you know, and trying to check in, I totally buy it, mate. It's a lonely place, right? You think you're in it on your own. Hence why then you've got to surround yourself with other people that have either done it. Like I've got, I've got four mates that, you know, they've been my best mates since I was I was uh, uh, nine. Well, you know, they've all been successful in their own right, okay, in every, every area they've worked in. But every one of them is different. So if I need a bit of advice, I know I can just go to them and they'll tell me straight. They'll give it me as it is. Like, John, you are, what is going on with you today, right? Or at the moment, or they'll just give it me. But I know which friend to go to for the advice I need, you know? Because <laughs> I know they're not going to buttercup it. They're not going to give it to you, they're sugarcoat it. They're going to give it to you. And I think, you know, that sort of thing you were saying about, you know, there are people out there, you know, and there are, there are people that have been through worse times and, You've just got to find that time and, and surround yourself. I know it's a cliche, but surround yourself with the right people. You're going to get the right results, mate, aren't you? So, you know, I think if you do that, especially with 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 business, you know, you, people have been there and done it. Surround yourself with people that have been there and done it. First thing I did when I was doing my Ironman, surround myself with someone who's done it. And I just went cycling and running with them because they'd already done one. So if I was as fit as them, I was going to be able to do it. <laughs> I love that. You know? I love that. I guess from a coaching point of view as well, that coach makes you makes you accountable, don't they? Yeah. Or that mentor is, is someone that's made made because when when you are on your own and you're an entrepreneur, you, you're just you that you're accountable to yourself. So you know you've got the thing. But if you if you go to someone and and there's actually because as an entrepreneur, there's no one above you and you, you're doing everything you, you know someone's mentioned it the other day about me saying sam you you're doing it you're, you're flying the plane you're the pilot and you're also serving the nuts in the back uh, you know what i mean like, you, yeah you got to fight balance you can't do it you, you got to get to a point where you're not doing everything so talk to people and they say, yes i've never done coaching but it's something i or had a mentor and and it's something certainly um for, in my mindset looking again to get to that next stage in whatever 
business I run and whatever it is, it's got to be a, it's got to be a path to get me there because I haven't got all the answers and you know, we're on a, on a journey and trying to find them. Yeah. But what, you know, the great thing with you, mate, and this is where I see a lot of myself in you is, you know, what you do do is you get up and, and you, you do what you say you're going to do. So, you know, this podcast is one of them and, and you know, what me and you will end up doing, you know, I know it sounds, but we'll end up getting to where we want to get to because, you're, all you're doing is, is the path, you're on the path to get there because because you do what you say, you know, Sam says this, Sam does that. That's that's what that's one of the amazing qualities you've got. But ultimately that's what I don't want to let anyone down. And I wanna I wanna I know that my wife and family, my wife, um, you know, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is more so now for them than anyone else any other time in my life. Because I know I don't want my wife to go through what she went through. They're first world problems, you know. They are first world problems. I'm still sat here with a cup of coffee, you know, in my in my nice flipping kitchen, you know, doing, you know, having a podcast with a with a mate of mine that lives down in Brighton. Well, what a great place to be, you know, first world problem. But the reality is that you know you've got to get yourself into into a position where you, you know you know where you want to be, you know where you want to go, and and like you said, mate, it's the journey, isn't it? So. And I'm still on that that journey, but yeah, yeah, mate, I, I love what you're doing, and um, you know, like I said, me and you will, will get to where we need to get to. I'm sure we will. On on that note, mate, what what the what what does the future hold for John Saunders? Yeah, look, it's exciting, mate. I'm I'm really really excited by where I am at the moment. I'm doing it. Look, at the moment, I'm not, the business I'm I I want to have isn't where I want it to be at the moment, right? So I know I want to be my own boss, and I want to be in a position where. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm self-employed realistically at the moment, but I'm gaining skills. So those training skills that I'm, I'm gaining every day, I'm getting better and better at coaching and training every day. So I would say, I know the future is me influencing many, right? That's where it's going to be. I'm going to influence many people. Um, and that's where I want to be. So however often, however I can do it through this podcast, through any channel, through any means, that's where I want to be. I want to influence people in a positive way, mate. So I know future is bright i'm not i'm not worried about the future at all i'm more about I'm, I'm i'm excited so um yeah give me give me a couple of years mate let me jump back on and i'll i'll, I'll go through my last two years journey then 100 <laughs> mate i'd love to listen it's been uh mate i'm so grateful for you jumping on last year it's been it was a pleasure getting to know you when you was down here and i'm glad i'm so glad we managed to keep in touch and um it's Definitely. been great to do because i obviously was a guest on your podcast it's been great to to do the role reversal yeah. it, but, which is and what you say actually you said you know you, you launched this back on whether it was mine or other people's but you know you've given yeah. me a, a good kick of the bum mate i'm getting my fourth series back out uh in the next couple of months so i'm going to be changing up a little bit so yeah you've given me a right kick of the bum to get mine going again so uh thank you for that. like i said you, you definitely you you, you definitely what coming on yours and seeing what you've done. I remember speaking to you about it at the start. I wanted to do it and it did. It really inspired me to do that. And I, I'm so, like I said, for all the different things I do and all the different businesses, this is probably the thing I love the most. And uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to chat to brilliant people like you. So, mate, we're going to finish with our quick fire questions. Yeah, crack on. You, you, you know, I love them. So one piece of advice you give to your 18-year-old self. Do you know what? I had to think about that. Um, I, 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 I said to you, I've been, look, I'm very lucky. I've been very lucky, mate. There's no two ways about it. And um, if I was 18, if I was going back and seeing my 18 year old self, I can only, I can only say, just, just, just do your thing because I've had such a, 
I've had such a lucky, you know, I've had, you know, if it all ended tomorrow, I'd have to say amazing because I've had a great life. Um, but take your chances and, and, and say yes. You know, I've just posted a, a bit of a LinkedIn post on coming on with this, uh, Sam. And, you know, I'd be quite easy to have said no and stayed in bed till another hour. And, you know, but when you get an opportunity, say yes rather than no. So I think if I went back and saw my 18 year old self again, that's exactly what I'd say. Just keep saying yes. Because the yeses, the yeses are going to go the right way. Um, you say no to things, you, you're going to regret what you haven't done. And I haven't regretted anything I've done. Love that. I'm the same. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a yes man of me because it's an opportunity for me. Life's an opportunity. Cool. So you say yes to something. You know what? I say yes. I often go, God, I say yes to that. I've got to do that now. But you go and do it. And that, ex that experience that you got, loved it. So now, mate, I'm yeah, with you on that. Who, who's been your biggest inspiration throughout your life and why? Yeah, I've always had. I've always had, I've never really had someone in the industry or some of, you know, Steve Richards, my CEO in Novus, always been someone I've watched and admired from afar. He's just an absolute legend. Um, yeah. Humble, loves his rugby, like really into me. So from a hospitality point of view, Steve Richards has definitely been a person that I've 100% admired and just like, he's a mate of mine. So I, we get on really well. But I, I've got to say, it's my dad, mate. There's no two ways about it. Um, my dad is an absolute legend. Um, you know, there's no, again, he works on, he, he puts up, uh, he works for the electricity board. He's worked for the electricity board the last 30 odd years. He's up now. He's been in work probably for about the last 45 minutes. He gets up at half four every morning. Uh, he moans, yes, at me, but he never moans about getting up again, up and going, right? He is the most, um, He's just, he's had, you know, five kids. He's got my absolute 100% respect. He's the reason why, you know, another reason why I get up and do what I do because, you know, he, he just shows the way, mate. You know, he's an absolute, he did the half marathon last month, 68 years of age. He high-fived every supporter. If there's a COVID spread in Cardiff over the last two months, it's definitely been from my dad high-fiving. So he's just <laughs> like, he just gets on and does, mate. So Steve Richards from a hospitality point of view for definite. But my dad's an absolute rock and legend, so uh, yeah, it's got to be him. Love that, love that. Well, could you recommend a book or a podcast to our listeners that's had an impact on you? Yeah, look, I think I'd, I'd be silly not to say. I know it's a it's a it's a it's a one that I know is passionate for you, but the Diary of the CEO. I, I've Steve, you know, Steve Bartlett's like Marmite. You ask anyone, you either like him or you loathe him. But the reality is, he's a, He's really good at questioning and the guests he gets on are amazing. Some of the things I've taken from that, that podcast is amazing. Um, you know, definitely yours. I've listened to a few of yours as well. I think they're brilliant. Um, so, and, 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 but I've got, you know, I have actually got a book that I've recently, a friend of mine has, has, has just written. I, I haven't given him this feedback yet, but I've got to be honest. It's one of the best books I've, I've, I've read. Right, just from us, uh, uh, honestly, it's called Rethinking Masculinity, right, by Dan Stanley. Um, yeah. Really, really, if, you, if you've got a position where, like, you're our age, anywhere sort of 35, 40 plus, a bit lost, I've got to be honest, it's a brilliant book. Um, he's written it really well. It's got some really, really testing questions. So I'm going to say Rethinking Masculinity by Dan Stanley. Love that. Thank you. And finally, your one rule for living a fulfilled life. Yeah, again, love the question. Um, you just got to, you know, that cliche, you've got to crack on. 
whatever throws at you, you've got to get up and get going again. Right? You've got to. If you stand still, lick your wounds, you know, think think everything's against you, you know, think negatively about things. It's it's gonna get the better of you. What you think is what you how you portray. So my my mantra in life is always gonna be crack on, mate. And and, and that's what I'd say to all your listeners is get on with it. If you've got something to do today, just get on with it. Get a plan, get it going and crack on. So I think that's probably the best way to leave the finish the podcast, mate, isn't it? Yeah, if you hadn't finished it like that, I'd have been very, very disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, you know, but massive good luck, mate. I know you've got a few left, but keep going. I, I respect 100% what you're doing. And um, I'll be down in Brighton very soon. I'll, I'll hook up and I'll come for a game of golf with you. Yeah, I'd love to, love to catch up with you, mate. Mate, listen, thanks for jumping on. It's been brilliant as I knew it would be. So, and let, what can I say? I'm going to crack on and uh, I'm going to go from there. It's the candy yeah, you have a great one, mate. Sam, crack on, mate. I'll see you soon. Films.